You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Well, hello there, rockers. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Rock Your Life Podcast. I am Chasta. Hey, if you're new here, Thanks so much for dropping in. If you're returning, you're awesome. I would love to ask you if you could consider subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen to your audio. And for bonus points, if you want to be besties, maybe rate and review it. Of course, only if you like it. If you don't, forget I said anything. (laughs) Also, to those of you who send me emails, I love hearing from you. Thank you so much. You can always reach me on my email, chastaonair at gmail.com. This week, I want to give a quick shout out to listener Gabriel. He lives in the Bay, but he's originally from Chile. And he listens to this podcast for multiple reasons. But one of those reasons is that he says I help his English skills, which is amazing, seeing as how I'm originally from southern Oklahoma. I still have a little bit of a twang. So, Gabriel, thank you for listening. I hope I'm not giving you any bad habits as far as speaking and or grammar. I'm sure that I am. (laughs) Probably have already just in this podcast alone. But thank you for your sweet email, and thank you for listening. All right, you guys, you probably know if you've been listening that I am a DJ at 1077 The Bone. I also host and produce a TV show called Soundwaves TV. And I have an incredible creative partner in that endeavor. His name is Dennis Willis. He is the creator of Soundwaves TV. He's the producer, the director, the genius behind it all. And here's the coolest part. He created Soundwaves TV when he was in high school. And he has kept that creative spark and that endeavor alive all this time. It's so inspiring to me. And I know that you're going to be inspired by Dennis and his work as well. I am so grateful to be his partner in Soundwaves TV because he pushes me to be more creative and be better all the time. And you might be sitting there saying, you know, I'm not really a creative type person, but to be human is to be creative. You may use your creativity at work or in a passion like a band or writing films, or you might just use it whenever you're playing with your kids. But we all have creativity inside us. And to keep that spark alive really helps with happiness. So I hope that you get something out of today's conversation. We're going to dive deep. We're going to talk about our journeys separately. And then, of course, once we came together, how our uh, creative journey has gone so far. Uh, We're going to talk about the pressures that we put on ourselves as creative people, the lessons that we've learned, the places we thought we were going to go or people we thought we were going to be and those have not come to fruition and how do we feel about that? So really deep, important conversation we're going to have today and I really hope that you enjoy it. All right, I'm going to introduce you to my creative brother. Here's Mr. Dennis Willis. Dennis Willis, welcome to the Rock Your Life podcast. I'm so (laughs) excited to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for the invitation. It's so awkward and weird to have you here, too, because we talk every single day of our lives, but not in this capacity. (laughs) And usually I'm the one who's like, okay, we're going to do this first and this. and (laughs) We really have kind of reversed roles today, haven't we? I didn't even think about that. And you and I made a promise earlier today when we were talking, because actually we're sort of codependent. Have you noticed that? Like we talk like 12 times a day sometimes. Like, oh, I stubbed my toe need to call Dennis. Um, So earlier today, we made a promise that we would not be in broadcaster mode. 
right? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, that we were just going to, we were going to lay back and have a conversation about the creative mind and about creative passion and what moves us because we have these deep, wholehearted conversations all the time. And how many times have we said, we should be recording this? <laughs> That's true. And how many times have we said, boy, it's a good thing we're not recording this. <laughs> that too. So just as a reminder, <laughs> we're recording. So there you go. So I want to make sure that everyone knows who you are, what you do. So we do have to be a little bit on right now just right. to get the uh, the website bio pitch, if you will, uh, your verbal resume. So people kind of know the story, uh, the career of Dennis Willis. Well, I, I don't know if I call it a career necessarily, but because uh, you get you get paid for those, right? <laughs> it's not ever about money for me. You know that my heart's not. Man, about uh, money. Nor, nor nor me either. Mm -hmm. um, you know. So is this my elevator pitch to you? This is, is this is the elevator pitch. I mean, not necessarily well, to me. If nobody that. knows, uh, I produce a little show that you happen to host called Soundwaves TV. And um, we've been doing it since 2018. Mm -hmm. And we met when we met in the hallways sort of of Cumulus because I was at KGO, you were at The Bone. Right. Um, and before that, we produced Soundwave, some version of it for uh, 25 years. I started all of this when I was 14 years old. And um, I've been doing some variation of uh, music or media or broadcasting or blah, 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 or whatever since. And uh, that's kind of like the short version of it. Yeah. And that's what um, immediately stuck out to me when you you sort of pitched me to help you with a um, Christmas episode of Soundwaves TV back uh, those years ago. And I remember after you left and, and we parted ways, I kind of went on Google, right? And I started looking up like, who is this dude? What is this all about? And it took me about three and a half minutes to go, oh my God, like this guy's been doing this forever. What his, a loser. His... <laughs> <laughs> Not at all what I was thinking. Um, but like, I, I was just, you're immediately what struck out was you and Stephen Kirk and the rest of the gang that has been Soundwaves TV over the years. And, and some members have come and gone, I know. Um, but just the the fortitude and the creative passion and the love and the devotion to this thing that started many moons ago uh, when you were in in high school. Was it like junior high or high school? It was high school. Yeah, high school. Yeah. I mean, who like who do you who else do you know that keeps a high school project going their entire lives? Like that's amazing. Well, again, what a loser. But no, I mean, you know, <laughs> no, no, is, no. I, you know, I jest, of course, but um, you know, when you, it's kind of like you discover at a certain age something you like to do. And for me, it was I, I I started high school. High school was all brand new and fresh, and it was all new people and all that stuff. And there was something about the newness and the reset of that. And I discovered, um, you know, you're becoming who you are at 14. Yeah. And I knew I loved music and I knew I loved movies and I knew I loved stories, but I couldn't quite articulate it. It was just something. Mm -hmm. But I discovered journalism mm -hmm. and I discovered my local access TV station, like within weeks of each other. Yeah. And I discovered I love to write and I discover I really want to play music for people. And, and those two intangible things that are both kind of about talking to people um they just they propelled me and it's all I wanted to do I wanted to write I wanted to write nonfiction and fiction and stories and movies and then I wanted to make tv and video and all that stuff and it just um when you say this thing thing is right because I don't know what to call it and it's not a career but I just I get up every day and I think I probably have since I was 14 wanting to make something 
it's a creative passion that won't stop, you know? And I think what you just said is one of the things that binds you and I creatively is like, we love music, but we're not musicians. But we always wanted to, number one, play music for people in one capacity or the other, Mm -hmm. um, help build musicians up, and tell stories. You know, you've wanted to tell stories in writing and filmmaking, and I audibly tell stories on the radio. Um, You know, and and it's one of my favorite, the art of storytelling uh, and the importance of it, quite honestly, too. You know, I've been a surprise, surprise, a talker since I was very, very young. And I used to sit when I was, you know, a little girl and have long, drawn out conversations with my grandparents. Um, And so I love that oral history tradition. And so that's kind of what came into play. And you have a love for putting that on film and on camera. So you and I, like, it was amazing when we came together when you pitched me to do just that Christmas show for Soundwaves. And then we got done with that one that one show, and I immediately, like a magnet, was, okay, what are we doing next? Like, right. why, you know, this is one thing I've never asked you before, and I would, I'm interested to hear your answer. Why do you think that we did that? Like, why, do you, why did our souls just click into place as, like, creative partners, and we never look back? Like, we never stopped creating from that day on. It's kind of like when you meet a friend. It's kind of like when you when you when you uh, click like Steve Kirk and I when we met. It was just instant, and I've always known him. And it was the same with you. Yeah. Very few people in my life um, have I had that experience with. But when I met you, and I thought, and and my whole thing, you got to know, is that I don't expect anything from anybody, and you know that. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, I'm I'm pleased and thank you all the way. And if I'm asking you to go the extra distance, I'm like, I better buy you dinner or yeah. something. I <laughs> That's so have true. No expectations. And so when when I when you who let's face it, you're this popular radio personality you've got a family you've no really i mean that's something i take seriously and i don't want to waste your time and so when i met you and you came down and you did this i thought i told steve and joe and all them i was like i don't know how much she wants to do but whatever she wants to do we're gonna let her do it because (laughs) if you if you want to come in and do like a five minute thing awesome we had chasta on the show and if you want to do more cool we'll explore it you came up to me and said what are we going to do next and i'm like oh okay and you forced me into a place to where i didn't feel like i was dragging people along with me because when you do something for 30 years Mm -hmm. you know you feel like you're hitting up the same people asking the same can you work camera for me again wayne can you uh you know and and you there's almost a sense you, you either get a sense and i do like you've got a, a band of brothers and sisters, you've got the Soundwaves family, as I refer to them. Yeah. But there's also the sense that like, I don't want to go to the well too many times because like somebody may get sick of it, you oh, know? Amen. Absolutely. You don't want to wear people out because you know no. that your creative spark is still that ember that's burning and burning and burning, but you don't right. know how other people feel. Sure. I mean, people want to go home and watch TV or something, yeah, you know? And yeah. when you came to me and I thought, wow, she's really like invested in all this. I was, it was kind of like, wow, she likes me. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally, like, totally. I mean, I mean, not to put too, you know, I mean, but, but it's kind of like that, like yeah. really you're as interested in all this stuff as I am. Yeah. Hmm. And so when we had the conversation about doing Soundwaves TV, the show, uh, remember the early conversations were like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you want to do? And it was like this process of, figuring out like you you're like i'm all about the local scene i'm like okay cool we have cameras and we can it was like really just like taking all our toys and pushing it into a pile it was it was it was so organic you know it's so true it was bringing all of our interest into one 
play space mm-hmm. and going, okay, what are your strengths? What are your my strengths? And and really working them out. And I feel like you and I have, that's why we work. You know, we have a really good balance of strengths and weaknesses. We know what each other are good and not so great at, you know, and we have found mm-hmm. a way to like gracefully walk around those things. And like, I don't, I don't even know how to put that. It's like an unspoken yeah. thing with us. And well, yeah, we have our, um, <clears throat> we have our, uh, I just, what's the word I was yin looking and yang? for? Maybe no, but you know, like when you work with somebody and you just know their shorthand, that's the word I'm. There I'm you go. Around. That's exactly. Yeah. But the shorthand was immediate. It, it came yeah. from the very beginning and that's You what... can grunt and nod at somebody and they know exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. We had that. We had that like immediate, like, yeah, just, I, you, okay, right. Yeah, got, got it. it. Okay, go. <laughs> it, it is true. And, you know, I mean, creatively, you can't ask for anything more than that. I've said this a million times on Soundwaves, you know, like, we, we're not in bands again. We're not musicians. And I know that being in a band, those partnerships are like marriages. They're deep, intimate relationships because we're opening up about our dreams and our aspirations and our goals and what we want in life. And, right. you know, some of that happens on the camera, but most of the time that happens on the phone uh, mm-hmm. or in person over drinks or whatever, you know, and we really become incredibly vulnerable with each other. And we let each other in on dark secrets about where we thought we'd be or what we thought we would be doing and where we creatively thought our lives were going to go, you know. And I don't know exactly what you thought you would be doing, you know, October 20th, 2020. I have a feeling it probably wasn't Zooming with me. (laughs) But let's just go back to like age 25. Let's just say that. At age 25, creatively, where were you and where did you see your path headed? Um, Well, at age 25, I wasn't quite a grown-up yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was working at my family video store. Mm -hmm. Um, What was 25? 25, I was, okay. You know, I wanted to be the great American writer. I was so taken by, uh, at that point, by film Mm -hmm. and um, screenwriting. I mean, screenwriting really bit into me. It was something that I didn't discover early when I was writing for journalism, whatever, but I wrote books, you know, I wrote stories, long form stories and everything. And then I I thought, I'm going to try to write a screenplay. And as soon as I began reading screenplays and um, and, and we didn't have an internet back then, you know, right, so right. it's like, I mean, we did, but it wasn't as prevalent. And so I'd go to Los Angeles to visit Steve when he moved down there. I'd go to these bookstores where you could purchase screenplays and I would just devour them. And it's like, I became so in love with screenwriting uh-huh. where I'm like my superpower, my blessing and curse is I can watch a movie and go end of act one. Yeah. Okay, they just set up the B story right there. You know, yeah, it's so true. But I thought I was going to make films. I thought that I was going to, and it's funny you mentioned this because I just went on a long drive. Um, my, I, I surprised my wife for her birthday. We went up to Lake Tahoe, as you know. Yeah. And on this long drive, you know, you think about things on a long drive. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And um, I began connect on this drive. I began connecting the dots between. I remembered projects I wanted to make, short films. A song came on the radio, and I was like that's the title of a short film that I, and I I started telling my wife about this thing I was going to make this one time and it fell apart at the last minute. And then I realized how many things I wanted to make Mm -hmm. fell apart at the last minute. Mm -hmm. And then I, I could, I could, I could feel that guy again. I could feel that early twenties 
um, creator who saw his whole life in front of him and knew I was going to make these films, then I was going to make these films, and then I was going to get an agent, and then I was going to do... My path was very clear to me Yeah. when I was 23, 24, 25. Yeah. And it didn't go that way. Yeah. You know? And um, I suppose it's the nature of the beast. It's the nature of life. It's the nature of the industry. It, things were different back then, much... Right now, you can do anything. Anybody can pick up a phone and have a HD camera and make a movie. It's yeah. incredible. I tell my son, he was 14 and blowing me out of the water on Premiere and After Effects. I said, if I had your toys, if I had your tools when I was 14, I'd be ruling the world right now. And but you and was, I go down that path. You know, yeah. you you and I can, we can fall into those conversations where we first say, what if we creatively were partners 20 years ago, what could we have already accomplished? And, but, you know, it's it's kind of fun, but it can also be a little bit taxing to your soul to do that because coulda, shoulda, woulda, you know? I mean, we can't do anything about that, so it's better to just go, okay, now we have found this creative uh, partnership mm -hmm. and what is our, what's our goal, what's our power, what can we accomplish and all those things. I mean, Dennis, like, you know, I had the same exact path very clearly set in my head at that age except for on screen see funny mm. you, if you would have written those films maybe i could have started them <laughs> <laughs> see? right what could have been what could have been but um but but life didn't it didn't present that path to me and you know and i think it's good for you to realize and i don't know that i consciously was aware at that mm. age that that was happening it's very easy to look back hindsight's 2020 20 at these moments mm -hmm. and go, you know, wow, uh, that's how my life unfolded and it was for the better. But at that moment I was going to be, you know, I, I moved to Hollywood from Oklahoma and I was going to be a starlet and an actress. And then I fell into Hollywood and it wasn't what it was cracked up to be to me for me. Right. Sure. Um, and I wasn't willing to like play the game that I guess you have to play. And so yeah. my path very much changed. And it's funny, fast forward to where we sit today. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have, dreamt up this whole scenario my whole life right. like working first of all living here i never had plans to live in northern california i was mm -hmm. an la girl in my heart you know what i mean so living here being with the guy that i'm with having a kid i never thought i was gonna have a kid um i knew i was working in radio and thank god knock on wood i've always done that but partnering mm -hmm. with somebody who i didn't even know back then to do a tv show that means everything to me now it right. just isn't life a trip like that Totally. And don't get me wrong. I don't sit here and like sip my whiskey and go, oh, what was me? What might have been? Sure. That's not who I am. I'm very much looking forward. Now I'm nostalgic and I'm sentimental mm -hmm. about the things that I choose to be nostalgic and sentimental about. Yeah. Um, my friends mean everything to me. My friends are my family. You know, my, those experiences and certain experiences that, you know, you just don't talk about. You yeah. think about when you're drinking whiskey late at night. But those are the things, those little markers in life that kind of like inform who you are and how you look at things. And there's, there's just, and I just put it on the shelf. I take it down when I need it. I'm, I'm, I don't have a lot of regrets. You know, there's a lot of like, Oh, I have a great idea for a movie. And then they make it, you know, yeah. then I wasn't part of it and it makes a lot of money. And I'm like, damn it. That, you was, know, my that, was, movie. My, that was my idea. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. You know, I, I have a lot of creative uh, friends and it, at some point somebody always goes, you know, boy, if I, and, and, you know, we all do that, but that will kill your creativity. That will kill your spark and make it so you never want to make anything again. That's, and that's not where I'm at. Yeah, exactly. You know? 
going, there's two points I want to make to that. There is a book I read called Big Magic. I believe, I could be wrong, and I should have done my due diligence. I'm really bad about that, and I'm a journalist. Um, I believe Elizabeth Gilbert wrote it, but I, I read it a couple years ago. And her idea about ideas is amazing. Now, this is a little hocus pocus, but just follow me on it. And she basically explains that like ideas are like living, breathing things in the ether, right? And they yeah. pass through us. And if if something comes to you and you don't grab it and you don't run with it, it gives up on you and goes to someone else. And when I heard that, and again, I'm paraphrasing, that's the Cliff's Notes version. But when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, we've all had that moment that you just described where you're like, this is my idea. I'm going to do something with it. This is my goal, aspiration or whatever. And you never take action on it. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden you look up and somebody has done that thing. Right. And it can, it can, if you let it eat you alive and it can push your creativity down if again if you let it but, but that's a beautiful sentiment it's a beautiful idea and it, and it, and i i believe that mm -hmm. i totally believe that i've i can't even tell you how many times like something will climb in and i go i gotta write that i'm gonna make that i have to say that yeah and then i don't for whatever reason yeah and it moves on and i'm kind of over it yeah you know, yeah. and, and that's a good feeling. It's kind of like pining for somebody who's not going to like you back. And there's that moment where you go, wow, I'm not thinking about her anymore. Right. And it's empowering, you know, and I feel that about discarded ideas. You're absolutely right. If you don't do something about it and somebody else does. <laughs> that was your loss. And that maybe, was, yeah. maybe it was meant to be. You know, That's maybe right. it was meant to be that that other person had that as a part of their life story. Right. I, I just find with aspirations that don't work out, you know, or creative endeavors that don't uh, come to fruition for whatever reason, uh, that I don't let it eat at me because I'm a perfectionist by nature. I'm type A, as you well know, mm -hmm. and, <laughs> preaching to the choir. And, and so you can let those things, you know, eat at you. What would you say has kept your creativity over this span of time at its at its level because if i'm looking from an outsider's point of view okay i'm looking at your life it looks like you've never once had like a creative blip like you always just trudge on and go and create and create and keep going and it's amazing to watch especially as your creative partner now it's incredible how do you do that well we don't talk every day <laughs> Almost. <laughs> and there are more days than not where I I always tell my wife, I'll walk around in circles and I'm frustrated and I'm all mm, dirt scraggle over my head. And she's like, what's what? What? And, I, and I'm like, and I always say the same thing. I, say, I can't find the light switch. Mm -hmm. I just I'm walking around and I, I know it's right there and it's beyond my grasp. But there's this thing I don't know how to say or I don't know how to shoot or I don't know what my approach is going to be. And there's. There's a, something about the creative process that it's when it's just beyond your your grasp. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's maddening. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I've called mm -hmm. you before where I'm just like, oh, j -j -j absolutely. And and I, you know, and I, I'm guessing that's universal. But man, it feels like you're the only person in the universe. It feels like you're the most, the least creative person. You know, like I'm, I just, I've, I've got nothing. I'm just, and that's when those feelings of like, man, I suck. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, yeah. I tend to. 
but be overwhelming to the they can wash pass. over you yeah because you put that pressure on yourself sure exactly the world's not waiting for my idea yeah you know yeah i am and yeah. i'm impatient damn it right right exactly <laughs> or how many times have you and i had a conversation where you had plans in your heart that we were going to do this thing on an episode of a sh of our show and it did not, it didn't work out for whatever reason. Maybe it was a tech issue or something. Somebody didn't show up or whatever. And sure. you're so upset. And I say to you, no one knew we were going to do that. Like That's we haven't right. let anyone yeah. down but ourselves. We never made an announcement. We never, you know. So I think being a creative person is so much about being, God, being graceful with yourself. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I write in my journal every morning, give yourself grace. Because mm. I think in in creativity, you every day, no matter what you do, I don't care if it's music or graphic design or writing, it doesn't matter. It is so easy to fall into a trap of being really hard on yourself. Mm. And mm -hmm. there's nothing worse for creativity than talking bad to yourself or, you know, I mean, that will stifle you in a heartbeat. So you have to find sort of some way to work yourself back out of that. And oftentimes we're lucky to have a creative partnership where we can pick up a phone and go, God bless. Like, okay, here's where I'm at. I can't understand. Like, here's what I want right. to say, but I'm not saying it right. Help me. Um, and yeah. that's super helpful. So I would say, first of all, if you can find a creative partner, do that. Um, but I found a few. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> Thank you for that segue. I'm not your only creative partner. You and Stephen Kirk have been yeah. creative partners for how many years? 35 now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you t you and I are just, I mean, even though it feels like we've known each other forever, we're just mm -hmm. on, on the beginning of our journey together. T I mean, talk to me about that relationship, that brotherly creative partnership that you've had for decades. It was instant. Um, he showed up on the set. We had a uh, Soundwaves at the time was an after school request show and it was live. So all the kids piled into the studio and I would pull my hair out, uh, trying to, you know, just get them to pay attention and play music and stuff. And, and we had cameras pointing all over the place and it was, it was fun. And, uh, people dug watching it mainly cause they were laughing at us, but it was, it was, it was great. So we always had a rotating crew and Steve showed up one time. I didn't know him. He got on camera. He was cool. Um, and that was it. And we struck up a conversation and it never stopped. We just, we were, we ended up in the parking lot for hours, just talking about movies and music and what we could do. And he came from like a theater background and he saw what I was trying to do. And he's like, why don't we do this with the lights? And why don't we do this as a skit? And why don't we bring the cameras outside? We were already doing crazy stuff like that, but yeah. he just took it up another level. Yeah. And, and like yourself, he came along at a time where I felt like I was swimming upstream and then somebody comes along and says, no, 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 you got this. Let's make it good. Let's make it better. Let's take this and build on it. And I've always had that with him. You know, when we got kicked off the air the first time <laughs> we moved in together and we just were hell raisers. Um, and we worked at my dad's video store that he opened up. So we would like work all day together and party, literally party all night yeah. and just get up and do it again, like every weekend. And it was great. And we got sick of each other, of course. Um, and that's what happens when you become too close. Sure. And there was a few bumpy years in there and it took a while for it to climb back. Um, but I, I, I can say that, you know, um, you know, like yourself, I mean, I talk to him every day and I'm just like, okay, look, I can't, and we work it out. Right. You know, right. he's, 
you, you called him the devil on my shoulder and <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I did. But the other thing he's amazing at is that I can, I can have 98% of it worked out and I can't reach that last 2% to save my life. Mm -hmm. And I'll call him and just go, okay, well, I just, I've got all this and this and this and he'll go, well, let's just do that. And it's like one little tiny thing he'll say where I go, oh, right. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's, you know, and we just, we just have that. And that's what creative partnerships are are all about, you know, and yeah. it's and it's about like finding people's strengths. Like you're right, Stephen. I mean, you know, I came into this already established Soundwaves family um, and he was very graceful to accept me because I was the newbie, you know, and I didn't really know what I was doing. I didn't know anything. And you guys took me in under your wings, literally. And thank God for that. Uh, and I've become a partner with the both of you. And I'm super grateful for that. And I think we all we talked about this before. I think we all sort of serve a different purpose, you know, mm -hmm. and we have, we play a different role. And I think the thing is, is none of us really are playing a role, but we're all such different people. And he, <laughs> God, his creativity, like his mind just works like mine doesn't. Like he can see things. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he can yeah. see things like and, and, and play out things that I just can't, I can't do. Some of the stuff he's come up with skits or whatever, especially yeah. like Halloween yeah. fun stuff that he's come up with on Soundwaves. I just sit back in awe and I'm like, I just, that's just not how my brain works. And it's amazing to see that. You Every know? week I'm writing the script and I get, I, I find that because, you know, it's, it, we, we, there's a format to the show. Right. And, usually he comes in about a third or half a way in to do something and that's where I try to find that one video where I'm like I have no idea what he's going to do but I'm going to give him this video because there's a haunted videotape in it go <laughs> yeah and then he cooks up this whole thing based on the haunted videotape because I know he's going to you know it's going to spark he's going to run with it I can't wait to see it I don't even want to know about it until it shows up and that's for me as an audience member, I know I'm producing it, but my thrill mm -hmm. is just waiting for the video to come in every week to see what you guys do because everybody brings themselves in some level of awesome. Yeah. And that's what makes this team work so well is like seeing you see that creative spark in Steven. And so mm -hmm. you let him run with it. You know, I mean, you're the totally. producer director of this show and you run the whole ship. You're certainly mm -hmm. the captain. And I'm careful saying that because he is Captain Kirk after all. I got to be careful. <laughs> right. But, get that right. <laughs> but you do see our strengths. You know, you know what I'm good at. You can wind me up and tell me what to say and I can run with it mm -hmm. for the most part. I do have a blooper reel. Um, but, you know, you know my strengths, you know his strengths, and then you let us sort of go. And I think that what that's what makes all of this click and then allows for the creativity and the open conversations and relationships to happen. You know, so it's, I'm you know, so grateful for that. I am. Um, I actually kind of learned how to do that when I was running the video store because we had our way we did things and this is the way new employee comes in. This is the way you do things. Okay, great. And we had this one guy come in and he's like, can I do it this way? And I was like, well, no, this is the way. Yeah, go for it. Mm. And then he had all these big crazy ideas. Can I rearrange this? Can I do this? Can I do this? And I'm like, you go right ahead. Mm. And there was something about that letting go that was terrifying <laughs> sure. Because structure keeps it moving in this direction. And what if this goes really wrong? We got to put it back. And he figured out his, he was working the bulk of the hours and I was kind of taking a little bit of a step back. So I'm like, make it yours. And he did. And it worked. And I was like, huh. And so ever since then, I thought, lesson. 
totally totally you don't stop somebody i mean there's that old joke you don't stop you don't stop your enemy when they're defeating themselves you know and yeah (laughs) yeah but the same is true creatively and that's that you don't stop somebody when they're when they're being brilliant when they're doing it their way Mm -hmm. you brought them in for a reason Mm -hmm. go and i love that that's so good i think two important lessons about creativity and working with partners in that capacity um is to drop your control issues. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, I'm speaking about everyone. Everyone has a certain level of control that they like to maintain. That's just being a human. Um, and also dropping your ego, you know, and doing mm-hmm. what's right for the creative space, whatever you're creating, you know, right. um, as people know who listen to this podcast, you know, my husband is a drummer and has been his whole life and he's been right. in so many bands and done so many creative endeavors. And he will often say that like he drums for the song, you know, mm. like it's very like drummers, you know, they get made fun of because they like to, you know, show off and do their thing. But and it's easy for him to do that because he's a master drummer. Um, he'd be embarrassed. He'd be embarrassed for me to say that, but it's the truth. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you you need to play for the song, the creativity, right. you know, that's there and what you're making, the project that's there. It it creates its own life. And then you have to find a way to respect what that is, not what you want. Does that make sense? Totally. I mean, I was um, I I was a film critic and still am to a degree Mm -hmm. um, for a bunch of years because it kept me out there. It kept my name out there. And it was, you know, let's face it, you know, going to free movies and sure award shows is fun. But I um, I it it occurred to me that at some point as the TMZ culture crept in, it occurred to me that a lot of my uh, reviewing brethren were bringing all that personal stuff to the movie with them. Yeah. Oh, this guy is cheating on his wife. I can't watch this. Or he was accused of this or whatever. And I'm just like, and, that, and, I, and I became defiant about that. And I'm like, no, all that movie has to do is what it's going to do inside that rectangle. Mm-hmm. Like whatever's going to happen here is the only thing I'm paying attention to. I don't care about the rest. And I kind of like defiantly drew that line and that informed the creative process for me and vice versa. I'm not sure chicken or the egg, but right, I honestly right. believe that every creative process, whether it's a song like Jay was talking about or a movie or an episode of our show or whatever, it only has to do one thing. And that that's be faithful to itself. Ooh. Oh, that's the core of the podcast. Oh, yes. Preach, preach. That's great. It just has to be internally consistent. You set up rules and you can't break those rules. You know, you just have to live inside this world and whatever that means. Oh, Oh my God. I have chills on chills right now. (laughs) It's so true. I could do this all week. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you're a writer because you're a wordsmith. And that's, that's... I wish I was more of a writer. I really do. Well, do it. Yeah. In your spare time that you don't have. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're too busy making magic with sound waves. It's funny yeah. that you bring up the TMZ culture on a side note, just a tiny mm-hmm. little sidebar. That was part of the reason that I ended up leaving um, L.A. and leaving those dreams behind was because the Hollywood um, that I had in my head of mm. the Marilyn Monroe type days and, you know, growing up watching the Oscars every year in the 80s and 90s, I had a very specific vision of what I thought I was stepping into. And when I, right. I was trying to get, somebody was trying to cast me to uh, be Paris Hilton's best friend on a reality show. I was like, yeah, this is not, this is mm-hmm. not the meaningful stuff that I yeah. came here to create. 
Uh, and that's all I was getting was that sort of stuff, you know, um, the reality crap. And, and TMZ was taking over. I almost got killed <clears throat> by a car chasing uh, Jessica Simpson, I think it was. I mean, it, And if it, you had played into that culture, that's all you would have been, and they would have spit you out totally. six months later. And, and I would have felt yeah. completely empty inside because I am mm -hmm. so genuine and authentic in my love of creation and music right. and arts and supporting those specifically on my end, um, it would have sucked the life out of me. And so yeah. I, you know, going back to our, our previous conversation and you talking about no regrets, I have no regrets either. And while I couldn't have ever dreamed my life as it sits today, and I know you feel the same way, I'm so happy. Mm. Like I, I sit here and I'm so grateful to be where I am. Um, are all of my goals, dreams, and aspirations accounted for? Not even close. You and I have so right. much. Yeah. We have so much on the docket for the next right. uh, until we die years. Um, you know, but to to be in a place where, and I'm not even talking about money. You and I agree. Like we're very, mm. we're very much in agreement about money does not drive us. It would be nice. No, it'd be nice. It would be nice. We would love it. <laughs> Uh, but we really are both driven by the art of of creativity and the love of these projects. And I just, I can't even tell you how, how grateful, I'm going to start crying, how grateful I am that the good Lord put you in my life and that you chose me to, to be a creative partner with. It means more than you can ever know. Uh, I'm back at you. I mean, I, again, I can't believe you actually got it you know you <laughs> yeah. actually like went oh i see you i get you and i'm like and, and that's empowering you know yeah. and and since you've done that for me and you've done that for us i'm really trying to be a better human and do that for others you mm -hmm. know i'm trying to support as many musicians as i can online and just say yeah. hey and watch their stuff and you know and, and take an interest you know it's yeah. like be a better listener i'm trying to you know really get that you know it Here's the thing. I know a lot of people who are in their own creative heads and it's hard to see what other people are doing in the world or doing creatively. Yeah. But what I can do is that while I'm up my own backside when it comes to my frustrations or what I want to do or what I'm not doing or what I didn't do or whatever, everybody else is doing the same thing. Every other creative person that you and I come across yeah. has the same story. They're either stuck here or wanted to do that, or they're building to do this, or here's my magnum opus. And you just want people to listen to it. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, you just want it to be heard and acknowledged, you know? Amen. And I so appreciate that. And I have to say, maybe I would have gotten here on my own, but I really got here uh, because of you. You know, and because that's the example you put into the world when you um, throw your support behind these people who are making art, making music, and you do it with your full heart. And I just, I love that. And you're such an example to me to appreciate other people's art. Ah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Thank you. You know, I just, I think it's such a basic human need, maybe the most basic human need outside of needing to be loved um, is needing to be heard. You know, yeah. and whether that's the thoughts in your mind or what resonates in your soul or the music that comes out of you, if that's, mm -hmm. you know, your life. I mean, whatever it is, people want to be heard. They want to be understood. They want to be a part of something, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's what we're creating together, you know, and I'm really proud of that. You know, here in the Bay Area, our little domain, um, you know, the music space that is the Bay Area, it's, it is something special. 
you know, and you and I have talked ad nauseum about this, you know, about wanting to support the creatives and the musicians and the artists because it is important, you know. Imagine a world without music and arts. Like, you know, I, I, it's right now in COVID, we're sort of having to deal with that thought. Right. And none yeah. of us like it. And it's and it's really something that could actually, on the back end of this, um, be gone or almost gone. You know, right. and yeah. and nobody's going to save it but <clears throat> us. So I, it's even more important now what we're doing, just to pat ourselves on the back a little bit. It's even more important for us to to be connected and to be building up, you know, this family of gypsies and musicians and crazy creative people here in the Bay. And we got a lot to do. We have a lot to do. <laughs> and I'm excited. We have a to lot to it. do, but I'm encouraged. <laughs> I honestly think, you know, people talk very romantically about the film industry in the 70s. Mm -hmm. And if you look at that explosion of original and independent voices, it came after a war. It mm -hmm. came after a very um, stale Hollywood system mm -hmm. where everything was G-rated. I mean, mm -hmm. there was this bursting of uh, creativity um, and painting with different colors, violence, nudity, language, whatever. Yeah. But now I can tell this personal quiet story. And the early 70s, like, I feel right now with all these conglomerates gobbling each other up, with radio gobbling each other up, TV, everything is becoming, it's its by and large. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's from like Wally. It's one company owning everything. Yeah. But what's happening? All these voices, all these writers, all these performers, TV shows, independent shows like ours, it's all bubbling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when the big gate crashes open and when the whole thing collapses, you're still going to have artists. You're still going to have these voices that need to be heard. And there's your renaissance. It's mm. happening right now. It's not going to happen. Sure, clubs are going to close and the whole thing's and maybe we can't go to theaters and theaters are, chains are going to gobble each other up and theaters are going to go away for a while. Whatever happens, though, art will never. The artist will never. The musician will never go away. Storytellers will never go away. Yeah. They never have. Yeah. So whatever the medium is, whatever the, the, the delivery system is, the thing that gets me out of bed every day is knowing that I am exactly where I need to be with whom I need to be there with. Did I say that right? Probably yes, not. Yes, you did. Yes, okay. no, you absolutely <laughs> did. And amen, I feel the exact same way. Yeah, And it's that weird. is what keeps the creative spark alive. That's right. Even yeah. when you're up against a wall and you can't finish that 2% of the idea, even when you're like, you feel like this thing that we love so much today, it feels like a job because everybody has those moments creatively. Yeah. Even on those days, your worst days creatively, it's that sentence that you just said right there that keeps the spark alive, knowing I'm right where I need to be with whom I'm supposed to be. And what's funny is a sentence like that will separate the wannabe artists from the real artists. Because if you Absolutely. say that to somebody and it's somebody talking about writing a book for 20 years and you say that to them and their follow-up sentence is, oh, but I'm too busy to do all that. Uh -huh. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> you know, the excuse yeah. starts coming out. Um, and that's fine. That's cool. Right. You know, I don't begrudge anybody for going, yeah, I wanted to do this thing, but now this is more realistic. Lord knows I, if I was a bricklayer, I'd make more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I was not made to be that. That is right. not who I am. And it, it's not who you are and it wouldn't fulfill your soul. And that's, right. that's that's what keeps us going. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I I just love How long is this podcast? We could do this for like six hours, I right? I know, I know. <laughs> I we so easily could. I at some point we probably uh should or could really go down a path of what our future is gonna be together. You know, I mean we we have such 
huge aspirations. I think at some point we just need to call our shot. You know what I mean? And go, right. I mean, that's scary. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like to, you know, it's yeah. one thing to personally write things down in your journal quietly and you close it. And no one sees it. It's a whole nother <laughs> thing, you know, to call your shot and go, okay, here's what we're going to do and put it out there. You and I have yeah. done some of those stuff and it, you know, those are scary moments. And I always appreciate that you never turn your back on those things. When you say you're going to do something, you do it. As oh, long as you have power to do so. Right. I was going to say, there's a lot of caveats on that one there. That's the big caveat. You're As the one who does the 20 things I'm going to do this year and gets to 17 of them, okay? Like, <laughs> you're giving me way too much credit right now. It's the truth, though. That's one of my the things I appreciate most in people that I work with is the people who are like, we're going for it and come hell or high water it's going to happen. And I appreciate that about you. So thank you. You're a driving force behind me. You know, like you, you believed in me when I didn't really kind of know everything I was doing, but you're like, you'll figure it out. You got this. And just throw stuff at me. I was like, Oh crap. So I had to raise myself to a level that you had me at, you know, uh, you, you had it from like the first segment. Are you kidding me? <laughs> first time we shot anything in the hallway at green room. I was like, we're doing this. We're doing we this. We are doing this. And we're going to be doing this for a very long time. Remember you said that. Yeah. <laughs> we have it on tape, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, brother. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so proud to be your creative partner. We'll keep going, okay? Amen. Mwah. Thank you. And that's a wrap. Thanks so much for joining me and Dennis on this episode of the podcast. I really hope you got something out of that. If you want to connect and find Soundwaves TV, you can always do that on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter, and SoundwavesTV.com. If you want to watch any of the episodes, all of the episodes are on that website. So you can go binge watch. And just a heads up, we do have a Roku channel. So if you want to find us on Roku, you can do that as well. We would love your support. We'd love for you to check it out if you haven't already. We're all about supporting the local music scene. And as you just heard, it's a huge passion of ours. All right, you guys, I'm out of here. Have a wonderful week. And until we talk again, remember, rock your life.